Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. As promised, we have Aiden White joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. If you don't know, you should. NC State cornerback, all-conference cornerback last year. Although not preseason all-conference cornerback this year. How much sense does that make to you if you got the award last year and you're not even on the list this season for the preseason votes? Um, I say it's just preseason, so I wasn't even on the preseason last year, so yeah. not 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 too much worried about what the preseason votes had to say. It's really what's going to be at the end of the season that you really should worry about. Not even a little bit, though? Like, even a little bit to, to have that as a chip on your shoulder? Are you going to make fun of the media members that did not vote for you at the end once you do get all conference? Nah, they just, they just doing their job, and they project, <laughs> they projecting who they think will be, so I just have to show them. I'm trying to make Aiden White as unprofessional as possible, but it's not working. He's being <laughs> as professional as he possibly can. But you got some good tips, apparently, because yeah. NC State, you are by far the most inexperienced media media day member here that NC State brought. Brennan Armstrong, you said this is like his third media day. Peyton Wilson came in. This is his second. You said that they gave you some tips. What were some tips they gave you? Uh, just don't be too nervous with everything. Like, some of the questions they're going to ask are going to be similar in a similar fashion so you can reel off some of the similar answers. That's right. And they were just telling me when we get to the big conference room, like, definitely just try to find a person because you, you can go in there it can be intimidating at first so when you go in there try to find a person that's asking you the question and you'll be good all right so i asked you what you wanted to talk about because so many times you don't get to dictate that i wanted you to control the interview a little bit you said you wanted to talk about your depth that's something you seem very excited about coming into this season why are you so excited about your defensive depth this year well i say with everything with covid it gave everybody an extra year so with the depth that we have, there's players that haven't played that know the scheme really well. So that would that would be less taxing on me and Shaheen's body, not 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 us having to play every snap throughout every game. So we can have somebody that come in and relieve us so we can go out there. Because with receivers rotating so often, running goal ball after goal ball after goal ball, it can get real taxing for a DB just being out there on that island. And that one play, he can guard all four of those goal balls, but that fifth goal ball will be the one that get him. So just having that depth that can come in and relieve you would be good. Is, is there like a, a snap count consecutively? Not that you're never ever going to play more than five snaps on a go route, but is there one that you feel comfortable? Okay, I can give you 100% here. My fatigue might be setting in, so this is when you got to bring someone in. Is there like a snap count that y'all are messing with at all? Uh, not Just right. Test? Yeah, not right now. I would say mostly with me and Shaheen playing most of the snaps last year, you don't really think too much about it. You're just out there balling, but you definitely feel it after the game on your body, so but like I said, just having some of those guys come in and relieve us would definitely uh, help us later on, later down the road. How much were you feeling fatigued after the 86-yard pick six? That you oh, had? I, I had to take a break after that one. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had to take so. a break after that one. I imagine so. That is the voice of Aiden White on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, the NC State All-Conference cornerback. Aiden, you made a huge leap last year, reaching All-ACC, as we've mentioned. What are some of the things that you fine-tuned this offseason heading into the upcoming year? I would say I've been working a lot on my man press uh, technique. They're allowing us to do that a lot more within our scheme. So, and just being being able to decipher routes a lot better, being better with my eyes. So, last year was really my first year being on that stage as a starter. So then I think I can just build off what I did last year to make this year even better. Well, and we are also talking about the ACC in general. 
I'm excited as hell for this year. Like, it seems like there's a lot of talent within the conference, and there's always talented pieces, but it does seem this year nobody's sneaking up on anybody, except for NC State, because they always seem to, even if nobody's talking about NC State as much, you guys at least rattle off eight wins. But people still talk about you guys getting over the hump. What does getting over the hump mean to you? What is that next goal you're looking to reach? I would say ACC Championship, National Championship. That's that's the that's the goal that you start every summer workout with. You want to get there. You want to, and any anything below that would be disappointment. So we're just working towards that ACC and that National Championship. I feel like that's probably getting over the hump as well. An ACC mm -hmm. Championship would be fantastic for NC State. You have to get through some pretty talented quarterbacks this year, though. I mean, the ACC are going to be covering a lot of the receivers that those quarterbacks are throwing, uh, that the quarterbacks are throwing too. And you had to battle a lot of good QBs last year, and you did a great job. Hardest QB you've had to defend so far, the guy that took the most preparation and was as good as you expected out there on the football field. Um, I'd probably say uh, UNC quarterback. He yeah. just... Especially with his balls, he's so he's so accurate where he places it. So it's real hard to definitely like a go ball over the shoulder. He's he's real good with how he places the ball. So that's probably one of the best that I've played so far. Um, you're even giving him credit after his comments at the beginning of last season when he said NC State is a place that guys will go to if they can't get into North Carolina. Uh, you yeah, remember those comments? Yeah, I don't really trust too much on that. <laughs> but was that the whole team around though? Like, was that the the kind of reception you had going in? How much did you care about that comment when he made? I don't think we really care too much. We just worried about being NC State and playing our ball, playing our brand of ball, which I think we showed. You absolutely did. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit more about Coach Dave Doran. When he responds later in the season, saying how elitist UNC is, discussing how much Carolina's coaching staff uses that against some of the recruits you guys are going at, or that NC State is going after, is that something that you respond to as a team when your own coach is talking about some of that even after the game? Is that something you guys respond to and then run a run through the brick wall and do that whole cliche? I definitely say Coach Doran, leading up to that week, Coach Doran gets us real hype about the game because it's a big-time rivalry in yeah. North Carolina. That, I mean, everybody's watching that game in North Carolina. So just we following Dave Doran's lead, and he's a good coach that leads us in the right direction always. 100%. That's Aiden White joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Sports Radio 92.7. WFNZ. Aiden, we appreciate the time, man. Have a great rest of your day at ACT Media Day. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're live at the Weston, Uptown Charlotte, ACC kickoff, day number two for us, day number three for the event overall. And it is a pleasure to welcome Joe Ovius on the Body Works Plus guest hotline of the Ovius and Gilio podcast. You can find it on YouTube. Very easy. Just type in Ovius and Gilio, and you can search him on Twitter, at Joe Ovius. YouTube influencer is what it says in your bio on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. How are you uh, doing in the influencer days? So far, so good. I mean, I mean, we picked 
two hell of a last, you know, our last names are really easy to spell. OG is such a good name. I know, I know. And we're going with that. No, things have been going well since uh, our positions were eliminated in this business. But as you know, what is radio? Uh, you know, you come out to Radio Row for, for things like this at ACC Kickoff, and you see podcasts, you see YouTube channels, you see the ACC Network being nonstop with the cameras. So we're just kind of moving with the times, and things have been good, and it's good to get back here and get hyped for another football season. It's, it's about time. I'm ready for football. I appreciate you indulging me with my request, by the way, because you brought me a cup. Yeah. The cup's great. It's a color-changing cup. I, I thought it might be. Yeah. We're going to have to test it out. The color, I look, I'm it's five It's got to be old. cold, though. Cold beer will really work with that thing. Look, I'm five years old. I'm going to be enthralled with a color-changing cup. That's and just as, how it is. As one of our listeners told me, with all the merch that we've got, stickers, cups, and some <laughs> other stuff, there's like, are you some sort of indie punk band merch table? I'm like, yeah, kind of we are. I so we're making it. it work. I also brought you baseball cards. Well, this is, this is what I wanted to get to, because yeah. you have the best stick here. You are opening the baseball <laughs> cards with different guests that come over, and yeah. not not only baseball cards, by the way. Yeah. I've seen people open up, am I right to say Pokemon cards? Po- Pokemon cards. Um, I saw... Garbage Pail Kids. That's what I... I didn't... You're, okay, so how old are you, Walk? I'm 30. Okay, that explains it. <laughs> so yeah, that, so that, that explains it. So I'm 44, and there was a phenomenon known as the Cabbage Patch Kids. I know the Cabbage Patch okay, Kids. Okay, so they're in response to the Cabbage Patch Kids, mm-hmm. they made the Garbage Pail Kids. And there was all these... If you find the originals, they're worth money. Because they're incredibly problematic, okay? Like these, I know people like to go on about cancel culture, which, shh, isn't real. Mm-hmm. But people would lose their minds in today's day and age. What So they've rebranded them. There's still a little, like, potty humor stuff. But it really is a line of demarcation of how old you are. Are you going Pokemon or are you going Garbage Pail? And no, the thing that really is, you get a bunch of old sports media dudes in one room and you drop a pack of 1987 Topps baseball cards, they lose their minds. People are going after Well, everybody is scratching their neck like Tyrone Biggum. (laughs) They need to open up more baseball cards. (laughs) I really did question whether I wanted you to bring over Pokemon because I had my face. Yeah. I had my big time face. And by the way, speaking of Pokemon, I promise we'll get to some actual ACC conversation (laughs) in a moment. Did you see Nick Curio's back tattoo? No, I didn't. Full of Pokemon now. Really? I mean, straight all across his back. I saw Blastoise. I saw Gengar. I saw Mewtwo. I'm embarrassing myself by listing all these Pokemon. No, it's okay. But I saw Live all of truth, them. Man. I'm living my truth by telling you it looks cool. I would never do it. If you get one Pokemon on your body, yeah, probably not anything that I'm going to roll with. No. But this guy has nothing but the original 150, 151 if you want to count Mew on his back. Now, would you go original thick with two C's Pikachu? <laughs> or would you go He's, with so, the cartoon skinny Pikachu? Oh, I like the... It's almost like you put it in Microsoft Word and then clicked on the box and then clicked the wideness yeah. and you didn't go diagonal yeah. box. Yeah. I feel like they did that when they were first coming out with Pokemon cards yeah. and you got thick with two C's Pikachu. I, I like that. Thikachu, if you will. <laughs> Thikachu? I'm trying to make it work. It's Joe Ovius joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. I wanted to talk a little bit about some of your main takeaways so far, what you've had. Um, let's start with Jim Phillips because, yeah. chronologically, he hit everybody with media availability and gave us some comments. What was your main takeaway from his presser? Look, uh, Jim Phillips is representing what the presidents of the ACC want uh, in the same way that we bang on Roger Goodell for the ills of the NFL. He's the meat shield for the owners. He gets paid a lot of money to go take those arrows for the owners. And Jim Phillips or any commissioner really is in the same boat. So if people get really annoyed at the way Jim Phillips is a true believer in the collegiate model, he wants student-athletes, not employees, 
I'm not going to fault him for it. It comes from a genuine place. He's not just saying it to say it. He actually believes what he's saying. And I've made the joke, he's, he's kind of like an Obi-Wan, man. He's, he's got that, that hokey religion that he believes in, while we all kind of see where the reality of this is going. And, that, and that's the thing that every college commissioner and every president, every AD, every coach is going to have to understand. In the next three years, there's enough, there's enough legal matters that will be settled in the courts that will ultimately decide that student-athletes are employees of the university. They generate way too much money for these schools for them not to be considered that. It's run like a business, so you might as well treat it that way. That might bother some of the listeners. It's fine, but just think about it. Think about yourself at a company. You bring value to your company. You, you expect to be paid to do that. And you don't also want an oversight committee to get in the way of your earnings. And what's funny about some of the stuff that's going through the legislation right now I read one piece from a from a from a constitutional legal scholar. Look at you. Who said? Shout out to Matt Brown. Extra point. No, no. Matt Brown. Extra points. Newsletter. If you're into the business of college sports, I highly recommend you get his newsletter. But he had like a guest post from a guy whose job it is to look at this constitutional legal stuff. And he goes, if they pass it, it's illegal. It would not hold up in court because the government can't do these types of things. So. I just wish that one of these commissioners, and the one that we actually care about, the ACC, would go a step forward and hit up the Saudi investment fund. No, I'm kidding. There you go. Uh, and bring all the money in. No, I'm kidding. I, I like you no, whispering just, cancel culture isn't real and bringing up Saudi money. I love that. The text line is going bonkers. Right uh, they always do. Ask, <laughs> ask Kyle every time I come on and, and I start you know, bringing up Cam Newton again. And then the uh, the text lines. I know, I know how Charlotte works. You know all the hits, man. I know how Charlotte works. Like, Y'all don't know I don't pay attention. You want to anyway. talk about bringing a baseball team to the city? You want to talk about that as well? You well, know you actually, you, honestly, you're in better position than our area is in the triangle. I mean... The only thing, if I if I know my local politics correctly, the Knight Stadium, as nice as it is, was boxed in, and they can't expand it. You know, it's Who's not talked about. Galaxy enough. brain was that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you got a guy like David Tepper who brought live music to the area. I might remind you. Thank you, David. We appreciate. So that. maybe he wants to bring baseball too. He's not bringing Messi because they ain't putting grass on the field. But yeah. that's another matter entirely. Uh, that's Joe Ovius on the Body Works <laughs> Plus guest hotline. Ovius and Gilio podcast. I love every bit of it. You brought up Obi Wan. I feel like Jim Phillips was telling us these aren't the drones you're looking for when telling us how the league is in a good place, but not even so much changing. No, and this is what I'm saying. Like, so many people feel like he's trying to wave his hand and hypnotize you, but everybody loves to clown the commissioner for every sport. Yeah. Rob Manfred gets a four-year deal. Everybody clowns it, but Rob Manfred still, you know, as the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. apparently he's doing enough to, you know, appease the owners within the sport. Everybody loves clowning Roger Goodell when really I think a lot of the criticism is more reserved for the owners. My question is, let's make it real simple. Is Jim Phillips deserving of all of the criticism that he gets as much as he does, or is he actually not as bad as everybody thinks he is? John Swaffer got the same criticism when he was the commissioner of the ACC. It's also not his job to make sure that Florida State isn't broke. That's Florida State's problem. Florida State's the one that's made the decisions to get out of the hole that Jimbo Fisher put him in with bad hiring decisions. Now, credit to Mike Norvell, who seems to have turned this thing around finally in a pretty quick turnaround with the transfer portal, things like that. But Clemson's been running the league. Florida State should be good. Is it Jim Phillips' fault that Miami can't make the right hire? And I don't even know if Mario Cristobal is still the right hire. He might not be futuristic enough for what Miami needs to do. So that's not that's not Jim's fault. And ultimately, we there's two problems in college athletics right now. One of them is who sets the tone for the conversation? ESPN, right? ESPN's your partner for the ACC network. They're here. They do a good job. They hire some good people. But do they ever put 
an ACC network person to set the table for the college football discussion on their national show. No. Who do they put on? Paul Feinbaum. What's Paul Feinbaum's job? <laughs> Paul Feinbaum's job, not to be a, a truth bomber, but also to promote the SEC. That's who he rolls for. So he gets on there and he starts clowning Clemson. He starts clowning other, you know, Dabo and various other things or Notre Dame. Who's that benefiting? It's benefiting the conversation around the SEC. So you have to take a look at, look, college athletics, college football in particular, thrives. The oxygen of college football is stupid conversations. We love the hypotheticals. This team could be, this passes the eye test, even though we know this team just beat this other team. So that that's kind of a problem for the ACC. They don't have anybody that really runs the show the way Paul Feinbaum does. And they never will because the ACC fan base just isn't wired like the SEC. The other problem that we have, too, when it comes to uh, the ACC in particular, is that, and the reason why they're in the, mon the monetary situation they're in right now, is because the teams that they expanded to get were not as build. Miami never showed up in an ACC championship game until 2017, yeah. and then they got run over by Clemson at Bank of America Stadium, and now they're going through it again. Florida State, as I mentioned. Are you telling me that the ACC's financial situation wouldn't be better if those three teams that I mentioned, and Virginia Tech, how am I forgetting? Kyle's probably yelling at the radio right now, that <laughs> had Virginia Tech not gone through the wilderness post but uh, Beamer ball, that the ACC would be in a much better position. But that's on them, not the commissioner. Yeah, is it that simple? I mean, is it just, hey, Florida State, Miami, be better, and we're not talking about yeah. this so much? It's not that complicated, man. It's not that complicated. We're, we're acting like, you know, doing sports talk radio is, you know, doing nuclear fission here. It's not. Go win. You have the resources. Go win. Uh, Texas is a prime example of this. How much money does Texas have? I mean, honestly, think about it. Yeah. Texas has run like the Dallas Cowboys in terms of cash. Does Texas expect that being unable to win in the Big 12 with all that money is somehow going to translate to winning in the SEC? I think it was Brett Yomark, the uh, Big 12 commissioner, absolutely roasted him, and he told no lies when he said Texas would rather lose to Alabama, Texas would rather lose to Georgia than getting beat by Iowa State because that's going to look better for them. But the point is, they're still getting beat. Well, and here we are talking about the conference. And I know it's talking season. Sometimes I will buy the hype and sometimes I won't. Sure. It's exactly the area I'm going to go into right now mm -hmm. with some of these hypotheticals. I, I do think that with Florida State, bringing got so many guys back, mm -hmm. I, I like Florida State a lot. It's hard not to. I know they're the talk of the town, but they're also coming in with the kind of swagger that is very interesting. Plus, Jared Verse, top five pick. Trey Benson has some nice move to him. We know about mm -hmm. Jordan Travis. Like Florida State, Miami, it'll be interesting to see if Cristobal does have somewhat of the success that he has at Oregon with Tyler Van Dimes or Tyler Van Dyke showing up. I don't know, but mm -hmm. it does seem like they've got enough talent. Do we end this next season in a better spot than where we began with the ACC? They should. It should be. But we'll find out really quick with North Carolina, South Carolina. Because it's all about non-conference stuff, right? Yeah, it's all non-conference stuff, and we get those tests early on. And again, I think the biggest, one, the biggest tell for me in terms of how the ACC is going to be is that South Carolina, North Carolina game right back here at Bank of America Stadium where game day is going to be. North Carolina has a top draft pick on the roster. They've gone through the portal to get better in the secondary. They made some coaching coaching changes on the back end. Gene Chizik's still the defensive coordinator, but it tells you where Mac Brown is when they tell Dre Bly, thanks for everything you've done, yeah. but it's time to go in on a new direction. And they bring in a new offensive coordinator with Phil Longo going to Wisconsin. So I do think that North Carolina actually is going to be your, what is it, what's the thing you find water with, the, uh, the divining rod? 
Oh, you know, that's like, right. Is that I? I can't tell yet. I, I think mean, that's the divining rod, right? Where you're going to find the water. I think that's ultimately where it. you're going. Where the ACC going to go is going to be based on how North Carolina goes, because they really have the recipe there for them to have a really special season. If they can't get past Shane Beamer in game one, well, then we're right back having the conversation we always have. All right, that is the voice of Joe Ovius on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's time. I want to open these baseballs. Yeah, let's cards. do it. Yeah, you going right, to eat the gum? Um, Come on, man. Eat the you gum. You know what? Me. I will. I've seen you drink some pretty putrid stuff before. Yeah, so man. I, feel I, like I had I... a 1993 Carolina Panthers. You just got the team Coca-Cola. <laughs> it, <laughs> tasted, it tasted like somebody had poured that soda into a dirty dish rag and then wrung it out. Yeah. Um, it wrung all, it out. I have the North Carolina Georgetown. I think I've got that Coca-Cola bottle. Not, or maybe 93 or okay. 82. <gasps> I think right I out it. of the gate. Are you opening with Mookie. something strong? Oh, yeah. Right out of the gate. Oh, these two are diehard Mets fans. Yeah, man. Take it. I got to give it to Gold might want it. So, my question, what's the best card that we've pulled so far? Well, I was an Ozzie Smith. I was an Ozzie Smith guy. So, when I got the Ozzie Smith card. Oh, Kirby Puckett. Um, So, Kirby Puckett reminds me of a historic fight between my brothers when it eventually (laughs) led to one of my brothers at the top of the stairs, one of my brothers at the bottom. The one at the top had my brother's Kirby Puckett rookie card saying, I'll bleeping cut it, Bobby. I'll oh, bleeping geez. cut it. Eventually cut it in half. Yeah. Rookie Kirby Puckett card. That was his Look at Roger Clemens before the uh, the alleged Is this the best pack you've ever... Uh, Terry Francona? I, I know, as a cub. That's good stuff right there. I all haven't right, man. gotten anybody with the kind of star power, anybody at all. So, like, I'm hey, looking for anybody. There's a top special spring fever baseball offer. Um, you think if I send this in, I'll get one? I think so. I'll mail I th- it in. I I'll think, see what I happens. I don't think the expiration date has. So you guys uh, don't have cameras? No. Because <laughs> you know what? We don't. We need You some. need somebody to film, you and me. All right. Let's do it. Get the gum. I almost threw it away. On no, accident. you can't do that. You can't uh, do by that. By the way, I think Whitey Herzog. That's the best one I got. That's well, you, you know, know, we had a Tommy Lasorda, and it's wild to me how Tommy Lasorda already looked like 100 years old <laughs> in 1987. <laughs> it's like, man, does he always look like this? Yes, 100%. Um, I think I have every piece. It <laughs> Here's is crumbly. It Here, is that's fine. N- there is the, it is thick. I'm a wor- word of warning, okay, because uh-huh. I did this once already. Jeff Halfley, by the way, is the only coach here who's had the gum. It's going to disintegrate. I hope you go get water at, at the break. And again, I asked the reason why I asked cameras is, y'all, it's 2023. You got to go viral. You I ready? Know. I even come from somewhat of a YouTube background now. With the You're podcast. young. Come I on, man. I know. All right. You Don't let the 44 it? year old do this. All right, ready? Cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers to you. Gum. Boom. You hear that? <laughs> you hear that? You hear that, guys? Oh, God. Yeah. That is mm-hmm. crunchy. All right. That is all kinds of bad. That is gross. <laughs> what, it, doesn't, need- it takes me back to when I was eight years old. What are you talking about? Um, oh, I've got more. I'm going to do it. Oh, God. You hear that? Mm, that's gross. That's Joe Obvious <laughs> making me eat what is awful gum that is probably 50 years old. Find him on YouTube. Obvious and Jillio podcast. This is this is the hardest I've ever had to give us an outro here. Joe, we appreciate it. And also, I'm a little mad at you right now. <laughs> Find him on Twitter at Joe Obvious. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Cade Klubnick, starting quarterback, working alongside Garrett Ryder. That's right, man. I know he's just like, man, I just saw this guy in the other Can't room. Get now he pops up all <laughs> on the radio. Listen, Cade, sometimes when you don't make it to the NFL, you got to work really hard, man, to try to do stuff and have multiple <laughs> jobs, you know? So we got two jobs out here. That's why I didn't make it. I, I wasn't in the NFL so with these noodle arms. That's, that's, right. that's why I'm doing media right now. That's right. Well, Cade, listen, man, this is your show this year under Coach Garrett Riley, and a lot of people have talked about uh, the marriage, like Walker said, between you two and him coming in, having an office that you were used to running to coming, coming used to running out of Texas, where you came from in high school, man. So just talk about what the difference has been with Coach Riley this spring and how excited you are coming into this fall. Yeah, uh, so excited. Uh, so excited. I mean, he's just a guy that, that brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of confidence. Um, you know, I, I feel like I I feel like I see a lot of myself in him, which is kind of, I know, strange to say about an older person, but um, I feel like we're just very similar in, in that kind of aspect. So uh, we've, we've been getting along super, super well and uh, just super excited. It's Kay Klubnick joining us here on the Bonnie Works Plus guest hotline live at ACC kickoff. Kate, how tough was last year for you? I, look, I understand you're playing quarterback for Clemson, right? It's a phenomenal opportunity. At the end, you start to play a little bit more. The North Carolina game, the ACC championship, that was really when you got to play a full game's worth almost of excellent football. How hard was it trying to find a rhythm for you when you didn't know necessarily how many snaps you were going to play week in and week out? Yeah, uh, just, I mean, honestly, I just trusted the coaches. Um, at the end of the day, it, w it wasn't my timing. Um, and, you know, I was just, I, w I would be ready every single week. Um, but, you know, I, I, I prepared every single week like I was going to start. Um, and then the moment came and I was ready. And um, just, just trusted the coaches with that. And, yeah. So how different is this offseason for you? Because you have DJU as the starter last year, and then eventually you would take over. So how different is the offseason for you now, knowing that you're going to be the guy taking over for this offense? Yeah, uh, it's been great. It really has. I feel like I've been able to just step up as a leader, uh, step up in this program in ways that they need me to, um, and, and just ways that I that we didn't have before. Um, and, and just... I, I, it's been so good to just push guys in places that they haven't been able to be pushed. Uh, just push guys to places that they they, they didn't want to get pushed. Uh, they they weren't ready to, to take that next step to actually be great to, to hopefully work like a national champion. Um, and, and that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to get this team to. And we got great leaders amongst this team that, that we're all on the, we're all on the same page. Uh, we're, we're all in the same mindset of, of where we really want to be. And ultimately, that's that's when a national championship. And, Kay, talk about just it's one thing to go to a program with, with big expectations where people expect you to win championships. But at Clemson, not only do you have to deal with that, but then you have to deal with fans comparing you to two college football legends and Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. So just talk about uh, some of the fun parts of that and then some of the parts that are tough because that adds on to the expectations of already winning championships yeah uh totally i mean comparisons are going to happen here and there um but at the end of the day i'm just trying to play like me um uh, my mom always says just be you um and if i do that then everything will be okay so i'm just trying to be Cade. at the end of the day i'm just trying to be the best me that i can possibly be um and just attack every single day and um i i think if, if we do that and everybody does that our team and we we play like clemson every single week then then we should be all right
And then I've got to ask you, too, when you look at the landscape of the ACC uh, with yourself in the year that you could have, Drake May, Jordan Travis, Riley Leonard, and all of those guys, let's talk about the, the quarterback talent in the ACC alone and how much does that motivate you each and every week just to go out and ball out? And do you ever check on any of the other guys and be like, oh, i got to see what he did hmm. today? Hmm. No, I mean – Definitely. I mean, there's so much talent in this league right now, uh, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, you got, like you say, we got we got Drake, you got uh, Travis, you got uh, Riley, you got you got so many guys that, you know, they've done great things already, and they're going to continue to do great things and have a great career, uh, hopefully at the next level. Um, so to play them week in, week out, you know, we're going to get to probably play all. We're going to get to play them all this year, um, and that's going to be a great matchup for our defense and. Um, but I'm, I'm focused on Cade right now, and I'm focused on being the best me that I can be, and I'm not trying to compare myself. Um, I'm, I'm not anybody else, but so I'm not going to try to be anybody else. Um, so I've, I've gotten to, to where I am right now just being Cade, so I'm just going to try to keep doing that. Um, so you brought up your mom giving you some advice. We also just talked about Riley Leonard. Did you see what Riley Leonard has his mom do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard about that. Have you experimented with getting a wristband that says you suck and then hearing your mom's voice in the background? Has that been something that occurred to you at all? <laughs> uh, I've not. funny stuff. Yeah, though. it's not anything that I've uh, wanted to have either. Last question before we get you out of here. So your mom's not going to get mad at you, right? I want to know what the angriest Coach Sweeney has been at you because we've been doing ACC Media mm -hmm. Days for quite some time. I've heard some pretty legend chew outs from I think we had Cleveland Furl on not you know a couple of years ago same thing with Christian Wilkins is there one specific time you can remember the angriest that coach has ever been at you um <laughs> I know you got uh, it Kate just it's okay you can yeah. let it to safe space uh, I mean you know I, I made a pretty big mistake last year a rookie mistake in the uh, in the in the orange bowl last year right before the half I'm not getting rid of the ball so that that was that was that was a pretty rough one was that on the sideline just letting you have it yeah okay all right, well, we won't go anymore. And I got to one more for Kate, too. I got to okay. give it up. I saw you on an interview. You were sitting on a couch, and you had on, I think it was a dope vintage Clemson T-shirt, or it was some type of vintage T-shirt. Yeah, you know what was, I'm talking about? Yeah, it was a, uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, man, it was a Kansas City Chiefs uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, you had, it, was, it was dope, but I just wanted to ask you, are you a vintage merch guy, man? Because you were, you were pretty drippy. <laughs> when I saw that, I said, man, I said, Kay's got some, uh, got, got some swag there. Do you, find, do you have a little vintage shop down there in Clemson that you go find that stuff or you get it offline? Yeah, there, there's a good vintage shop in Clemson. I got one of my buddies actually runs like a vintage shop that uh, he, ended up, he ended up giving me that, guessing me gifting it to me for for that uh for that podcast so yeah all right all right man that's trippy cade klubnik join us here <laughs> on wes and walker uh we appreciate the time Kate. awesome thank y'all whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you nc state head football coach dave doran to the program Coach, thanks so much. How's it going? Going good. Yeah, we appreciate you hopping on with us, and you're going into your 11th year as NC State head coach. You're the eighth longest tenured coach alongside Mark Stoops. Is it fair to say that you're a lifer with NC State now? <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty unreal, you know, to think about yourself in that top 10 and tenure in college football, you know, just the way it is. So I love NC State, man, and I hope I do get a retire here. That's kind of been my dream all along, so we'll see where we end up. Well, you were Obviously, they got to want to keep me that long, too, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you were 40 years old around then when you took the job at NC State. Now that you're heading into your 11th season, what kind of advice would you give yourself over 10 years ago when you took this job? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think 
you know, who you have on your staff is a big deal. And uh, I've learned a lot along the way about what I need supporting me and the players and, you know, just being true to that. You know, I think sometimes it's okay to have to make changes, you know, and, and you can get into a deal where you don't and you maybe accept, accept some things on your staff that you shouldn't. And uh, I, I love what I have now, you know, and I think there's just – Along the way, you learn a lot. When you're an assistant coach, they don't train you to be a head coach. You kind of have to learn it on the fly when you get the job. Coach, so when you looked at your quarterback situation this offseason and you looked into the portal and you looked everywhere that you could find, basically, including having a pretty good young guy on your roster already, MJ Morris, but what made you target Brendan Armstrong and what made that relationship come together? Well, when I hired Coach and I, um, I asked him to go to our bowl practices and evaluate our team. And then talked to me about areas he thought we might need to get into the portal and, and find some older players for competition. And we lost Devin Leary and Ben Fenley in the portal. And so we were going to be returning two quarterbacks that were 19 and 18 years old. And so we wanted to find another guy that had some age, some experience. Uh, whether he'd win the job or not at that time, we didn't know. Uh, it just happened that Brennan was in the portal when we had that discussion. And so it wasn't like a package deal. You know, We had to go recruit. We recruited a lot of guys for that spot, and Brennan visited uh, Oklahoma State. He visited Wisconsin, visited us. Ultimately, this was the right fit for both sides, and once we got into spring ball and started seeing his command of the offense and how he could help coach it and different things, it made it pretty obvious that it was great having an older guy. And I'm excited for MJ and, and Lex, too. Those two young guys are really good players, and the way they can learn and benefit from not just competing with Brennan, but having a guy in the room that's had the experiences that he's had. Yeah, Coach, and so when you talk about MJ, he goes 60% completion, seven touchdowns to one interception, and he showed a lot of promise. And in this climate of college football, when you're talking the portal and all those things, how difficult or what type of job do you guys have to do to keep a talented guy like that uh, fed, so to speak, to tell him, hey, you know, we got Brennan, and he could be the starter, but you're still in the plan so that they don't go hit the portal. Well, there's a lot of discussions that happen, and the content of those are private, you know. But I think the thing I've always tried to do is have those discussions and not have gray area between us. Sometimes that's more hard or more difficult than others because we're traveling at times and can't be, like, on the spot. But, you know, I have such great respect for MJ and his family, and we have a lot of hope for his future here. And I do hope um, that being 19 with a 23-year-old is an incredible opportunity for him. Uh, as we know, there are no guarantees, you know, I mean, just because he has this guy that's older than him in the room doesn't mean that he's going to not play, right? And if I could redshirt him and give him that benefit, it'd be phenomenal. Can I do that? Last year I played four quarterbacks, so I can't promise that, you know what I mean? But I think his future is unbelievably bright, his leadership capabilities. And he did play well last year. He also had to deal with some injuries. So having a year of development would be incredible for that young man. Dave Doran, NC State football coach, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Here we are talking about the transfer portal. You talked about losing Devin Leary. Coach, were you surprised to lose Leary in the portal? Well, I thought I was going to lose him to the NFL. You know, I mean, I never thought he'd be back when the season started. <clears throat> but then when it became time for him not to go because of his injury, um, he didn't wasn't going to be ready for pro day. He felt like, you know, going somewhere else, being in a different offense or playing for a different coach or just testing the NIL waters, whatever it was, was the right move for him. And I wished him luck and thanked him for what he did at NC State. And 
I was surprised, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that surprise me now in, in college football. So, you know, at the end of the day, you want guys to finish the ride the way they want to finish it, you know, and you want to help them to the best of your ability. I, I truly do wish them the best. Well, in so much of the conversation now about your quarterback situation, it's, okay, if Brennan Armstrong is indeed the guy, then do we go back to 2021 Armstrong, where he had one of the better years in all of college football? I mean, the numbers were outrageous that he put up, both passing and even rushing, and that was alongside your offensive coordinator right. now with Anai. What was it about that marriage between your offensive coordinator and now Brandon Armstrong, a guy on your roster, that you think worked for him in 2021 that you can replicate here in 2023? Well, we hope we can. You know, it won't be identical. We have different parts than they had at Virginia and that's what I like about Coach and I. He can tweak the offense to fit the parts, and if it's running back, a receiver, a tight end, where we might have better or worse than them, he's going to be able to adjust those things. But, you know, I think for Brennan, it's being in a system that he trusts, understanding how it works. He's been through the install four times with this offense, and he knows it word for word, you know. So for him, there's a big comfortability there. Coach, you guys defensively, one of the best in the country last year, only giving up 19 points a game. You were second uh, in the ACC in total defense. And for you, uh, you guys are developing a bit of a reputation on defense. So tell me about how you're able to continually recruit guys to make that defense successful. And for you, do you feel like the secret sauce has been just finally getting an offense that can give you even just enough points to be able right. to support such great defenses? Well, yeah, I mean, complimentary football is a big deal. You want to be able to score 31 points or more a game. That gets you into kind of the categories of, of winning championships And when you look at those teams at the end of the year. And to do that, you know, it's defense handling their business like they have been. We led the league in interceptions, led the league in scoring defense. So, you know, can we do that with the, the guys we're replacing? I think that's a great challenge. You know, Tony Gibson, my D coordinator, and his staff do an awesome job. I know he's excited about the opportunity and the challenge to repeat. And Coach Peyton Wilson's a guy, man, you talk about a vet that's been through it all. He's coming into the league once again as one of the best linebackers, the last of those great three when you had Moore and Drake Thomas. But just talk about Peyton Wilson yeah. and his journey and how excited you are for him this year. Yeah, I love Peyton. He's a, he's a warrior the way he plays and trains and the, the passion he has for the game how personal his performance is and, and the way that he'll own things when he doesn't do it well. You know, he always is working on himself. He's really stepped into a leadership role now that I haven't seen him take on, and I'm proud of him for that. So excited to see this last year with him at the college level. Of course, we have a couple of players from your school with Iki Aquanu and Chandler Savala now right? being yeah. drafted. How excited were you to see Savala get back to yeah. playing with Iki Aquanu? Well, I know Iki was fired up. Yeah. You know, him and Chandler were really good next to each other. Um, Icky's junior year, and I think that was a great decision by, by Carolina bringing him in. And Chandler's a talented guy. He's got a lot of upside. He's strong and he's super, super human being. He'll be great in the organization. So, yeah, it's fun for us to have two of our guys here in state playing and for Icky to be hometown playing right down the road from Providence Day. All right, Dave, last question for you here. We were talking about Bryce Young having to sing a karaoke song as we speak about the Carolina Panthers because of the rookie stuff that goes on with these NFL teams. What's your go-to karaoke song if you were pressed on one? Is there one that you feel confident you could sing and belt out? Oh, that's an interesting question, one I haven't <laughs> had today. Uh, you know, probably be a, a Johnny Cash song. Okay. Uh, something in the lower range that I might be able to pull off without cracking my voice too bad, but Ring of Fire is a pretty easy one to sing. Uh, 
Or maybe a Jimmy Buffett song, one of those. All right, so we'll get you to sing Margaritaville or uh, Walk the Line next time that we have you on. That's Coach Dave Doran joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on. All right, guys. Thanks, Coach. Go Pack.